When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of It's Eleven, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans, joined tonight by Steve. How are you, Steve? I'm very good, thank you. Good. Where are you joining us from this evening? Uh, actually joining from Aberdeen, off to Belfast in the, early in the morning, but uh, still in Aberdeen. Very good stuff. Tom's with us as well. How are you, Tom? I am with you. I'm not well again, mate. It's just the constant barrage of illness and I, I can't really blame Leicester for it so is it, is it not football <laughs> induced well I mean it doesn't help to be honest but um we did come out with a one point more than I expected at the weekend so yeah there is that there is that <laughs> yeah Barry as well how are you doing Barry yeah I'm all right mate can't really Probably complain about the football. yeah I think so I think so Mid- mid-table suiting you all right is it it's comfortable yeah, it's yeah. all right. It's comfortable. We miss those feelings, that's for sure. It's been a while <laughs> since we've had a, a show, isn't it? And uh, it would be remiss of us really not to say since the World Cup, I think we've had 11 games back and we've picked eight points up, Steve. That's the joint worst in the league so far um, since, since the return, since the World Cup. Just summarise how, how that's been for us. Well, that's one of the reasons we haven't had a podcast for so long because we've all been in therapy apart from Barry. So, and he didn't want to do a Leicester podcast on his own, being a villain. Um, no, it's been well. It's 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 kind of been highs and lows, isn't it? Because we started the season so bad, we had a great run before the World Cup, then awful again. Was it the first four we lost after the World Cup? And then we had a couple of great performances and wins at Villa and at home against Tottenham. We absolutely um pasted them and then right off form again it's kind of you don't know what Leicester City's turning up at the moment but um it's very worrying 
there is a pattern though, Tom, that we lose four, draw one, then win a couple. So we must be due a couple of wins soon. Well, you'd like to think so, but it's not the sort of pattern that you that you want uh, to continue throughout those last few games, is it? So, no, really worrying stuff. Yeah, we are, we're in panic mode, Barry. Can you understand that at the moment as to where we're where we're all sort of sat? Yeah, you, you know what? I, I, I've kind of taken my eye off the ball a wee bit, uh, so I was kind of having a look back, and I was actually I've, I've been a bit of a nerd. I've wrote down the, the what is it, how many teams. Nineteen is it down for a, yeah, and I've wrote down the, the fixtures for the rest of the season. Just to, did a wee predictor of what I think is going to happen, and it's scary. It's scary what what could happen. What what's really strange is eh, all of you are playing each other. There's yeah. only a, like a speckling of like your Man City's, Man United's, and amongst it, it's all bottom half games. It's uh, it should be pretty exciting to be honest to watch. Yeah, it's exciting. You're not a part of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a, it's a how, wild how, relegation battle, though, isn't it? But have, have you got us going, going down on your predictor, Barry? No, nah, nah, I stay up. Stay up in my prediction. Comfortably? Yeah. Um, by two points. Right, mm. okay. Yeah, by two points. So. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Steve, uh, I'll go back to Saturday's game at, at Brentford. What's your thoughts on... Uh, the performance and the, the results? Um, I think it was a good performance, generally. They worked hard for each other. You can't say they're not playing for Rodgers at the moment. There's still confidence issues. But they certainly put the effort in. Um, I think the back four all played really well. So Suter was probably man of the match, wasn't he? He just won everything there. He, he, he nearly scored a goal as well with a rampaging run forward and Maguire-esque. Maguire-esque it was, yeah. A big Dan didn't put a foot wrong, which was good because he's um, he's been uh, assaulted by the fans for his mistakes. Um, but he was he, he played well with Suter. And the, I think the fullbacks both played well. It was probably Ricardo's best game for a long, long time. Castagna did okay. And obviously the keeper didn't really have a lot to do because of that. Wilf, as you said too. earlier, he he had one of his better games because he's been awful, uh, but he did all right. And obviously, Rogers decided to go big with the team, knowing that they'd be pounding in loads of crosses, first time crosses and balls in, and it seemed to work. And we just lacked a bit of an edge up front because it's a game we could have won, uh, but we didn't really trouble them enough up front, considering how much we dominated the second half. Is that a worry, Tom, for, for you, that we're not creating that many chances at the minute? I know we had a few chances against Chelsea a couple of games ago, but the couple of games before that, we didn't have a shot on target. And we only had the one shot on target at the, the weekend. Is that is that a problem for us at the minute? Yeah, because you, you want to keep creating chances, really, because, you know, we, we're not really known this season, are we, for grinding out a 1-0 win or anything like that? So... Um, you know, com- coming up to these last few games of the season, we kind of need all, all the help we can get in that department. Um, but yeah, it's it's just the inconsistency of of our play at the minute. Like like you say, we have the odd game where we're absolutely spamming the box, um, but we've we've had so many of those actual chances that have been really good, completely missed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... We uh, had two against Chelsea, didn't we? The Amarcy header from 
mm. a yard out and in uh, KDH when he threw on the ball in the six yard box. So that was <laughs> yeah. that was one game where yeah. two absolute sitters have gone, and we can't yeah. afford that now, can we? No, and it's it's a couple like two or three absolute sitters almost every game we, we were seeing for those uh, that that run of uh, losses that we've just had. So yeah, yeah, it's a, a little bit worrying. Harvey Barnes, of course, Barry scored his, his ninth goal of the season. That's his joint best now for his output. Um, I, I know he gets a lot of stick from fans at some point, but we'd be a lot worse off without him, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think so. From what I saw in the highlights, he was pretty good. Um, he probably should have had two goals, at least. I, again, he's just he's just a bit streaky, isn't he? I think. Um, but then I think you just have to accept that with that type of player. Just you know, they're not going to get a Ryan Giggs that's going to play an eight out of ten, nine out of ten every week. You're just going to take that sacrifice sometimes and hope that the other players step up. That I think that's the biggest problem in the season. You haven't had enough players above six out of ten each game, yeah, maybe two or three if, you, if you're lucky. We still can't seem to quite decide on uh, the, the key men at either end of the pitch at the moment as well. So, obviously, Daniel Everton came in for his Premier League debut at the weekend. Steve, that is a huge call, isn't it, to make with 12 games to go to bring a new goalkeeper in. Massive, and some might say too late. I think he's uh, he gave Danny Ward... I mean, he was brave to keep with Danny Ward after his early mistakes. He went through a period where he looked good. We were keeping clean sheets pre the World Cup. And then not playing for well seemed to knock his confidence again. And when he came back, he's not been as good. And so there's an argument that said that Everson should have had his chance sooner and he didn't do anything wrong. I wouldn't blame him for the goal. There was a double deflection that mm. sent him the wrong way. So, um, yeah, and I think he's got to give Everson a run now. He can't, now he's made this decision to give Danny Ward a break. He's got to give him at least five or six games unless he's absolutely hopeless. Mm. That is a, a part of the worry there. Maybe we've got two keepers that aren't going to be quite of the, the standard that we need. But again, Everson did nothing wrong at the, the weekend. Some fans were getting on his back after the, the goal went in. But like you said, it was a, a double deflection. Just yeah. wondered, going back to Chelsea, obviously you were at the game there. Uh, Danny Ward against Chelsea, you, you didn't think he was at fault for the first one. Uh, I, well, I, I didn't did. live, but looking back, he did. Uh, yeah. Yes, he was a bit slow. Um, yeah. I thought he was also at fault for the second one because he, yeah. he, he, you know, if he'd followed through and really come out, um, rather than come out and then stop and hesitate, he made it easy for the um, Havarts, wasn't it? I think to to lob him, he made it an easy decision. He could have rushed him, put him under pressure if he kept going forward. So it's that kind of indecisive keeping we need to go out. The other thing about Everson is he seemed to be more vocal than Ward. He, yeah. Even though that was his first league game, and and we need that, the defense needs that. I mean, we've been used to that with Michael. We couldn't shut him up, and um, I think you need a vocal keeper behind you to put to keep you right. And Harry Suter, of course, uh, Barry, I come to to you as our resident Scotsman. I know he's Australian, <laughs> but he's about as Australian as you are. I think he's got a, <laughs> a big booming Scottish accent. Um, he won six out of six headers at the weekend. He was getting got rave reviews really for for his performance. Uh, is maybe not playing next to an out of form, out fast. Maybe that that gave him a bit of a release on Saturday. Um, no, I think he's he's actually taken me by surprise. To be honest, uh, he's he's actually better than I thought he was. Like um, thinking back to the Villa game, I thought he was pretty colossal against us. He scored, um, and 
he was good like he kind of had Watkins on toast um, I thought he was pretty good on the weekend as well to be honest um, I don't know if it has anything to do with not playing with, with fast or face I think um, I, I think he's going to be he's going to be a number one coming next season and it's figure out who goes alongside with him yeah I think the opposition just suited him to be honest Barry because yeah. they were pumping in first time balls um, which was straight down his throat a lot of the time uh, made his life easy really they weren't they weren't really running at us too much they were getting using the wings and getting crosses in all the time and that's just um, it's just easy for Suter isn't it really with his height I think and they're better than that. They they can come through the middle. It's, they did seem to favour the wings for some reason. I don't know what what that was all about. You say that uh, about his height there, Steve. But we've watched Jan Vestergaard be six foot six and almost jump downwards. Uh, he didn't win anything <laughs> in the air, crazily. But Suter, he's got that stature, isn't he? That he, he looks like he's he's very commanding. Yeah, he is. Um, but he looked reasonable on the ground as well. So that's good. He got in some good tackles. It wasn't all headers. He made some good challenges. He ran out with the ball a few times, made some good passes. So all in all, a very good game. Yeah. Someone else that had a reasonable game as well, James Madison. We're always a better team when he he's in there making things tick in midfield. Um, a good assist for the goal, Tom. Um, what do you make to to his overall play at the moment? Has he got more that he can he can give us? Is he going to be the difference to get us out? Yeah, you you would be looking at him to get us out of this mess, to be honest. And I mean, it's a lot to ask of a player, but he is the focal point of the team at the minute. So <laughs> unfortunately, that that weight does lie on his shoulders. And he's captain um, as well, isn't he? You know, he's taking oh, yeah, the captain's yeah. man. Yeah, and I think that suited him really well. I think that's um, really gelled in with the rest of the of the side, um, especially under the circumstances of you know all, all the rumours of him going and whatnot at the start of the season and and what have you. So, yeah, I think he's he's really grown into that role, and um, you can kind of you can tell that the rest of the squad um, look up to him in in that role and um, are, are pleased that he's still with us. He's been taking some fans on, though, on uh, social media, Steve. I'm not sure if you've seen yeah, anything of that in, in, have, in recent yeah. times. A couple of... Uh, I think the first time it was uh, Rob Tanner of The Athletic, yeah. the, the supporter and uh, a journalist that, that he came out with and said what he said basically was rubbish. And then again, after the weekend, he's challenged someone who thought that he was celebrating a, a point against uh, Brentford a little bit too much. Yeah, and his answer was great. I thought. Um, I mean, there are some melons, aren't there, on the on the social media? I mean, yeah, was... some, some real numpties that that um, I can't believe what people write at times. So, um, no, I, I think that was. Uh, oh, it's my my dinner's just arrived. I think it was. Uh, I think it was good that he responded. I actually didn't think he had his best game, which I think meant the performance was even better at Brentford when he wasn't on fire. It was obviously a great assist, but I thought he was quiet otherwise. And what worries me is he was risking getting sent off by chasing after the referee, probably on three occasions, having yeah. booked. That yeah. worried me a little bit. But yeah, well done to him for answering back. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he... T- I mean, a lot of the players wouldn't bother, would they? Or even read what people said, but he obviously takes it to heart. 
You just take it to heart. Barry, I'll come to you on that. If that was a, a Villa player at the moment and you were up against it, do you think you'd see that as a, as a positive or is it just more that, that disunity or um, un, unsatisfactory sort of feeling between players and fans at the moment? I think it's... Uh... It, it depends on the circumstance. Like, I, like I've obviously went through rotten times with Villa, and there's been mouthy players as part of that, like your Ross McCormack and Michael Richards, who actually have no right to pipe up. But to be fair, James Madison, like, it's not a case he's carrying the team. He, like, he, he is embodying the spirit a wee bit. Um, it's actually it's it's a it's a new string to his bow for me. Yeah. Um, like, he, like I've always thought he's a bit of a big time Charlie, but. Uh, in in a in a good way, like he's he is cocky, he's arrogant, he, he knows how good he is and whatnot. But um, for me, get, like getting the captaincy must have been for a real reason by Rogers. Like that, I think that's a nice move, and I think he is excelling with it. Um, yeah, like like fuck him. Like it pisses me off with some of these these uh, people who haven't played football or people who think they're experts in the game. Like myself, to be honest, challenge players um, directly, and or or question their ability, or question their their what am I saying? Question their um, if they're up for the fight. Um, mm. So yeah, fair play. I'm I'm, I'm all for that. It, it's it's players that shouldn't be piping up that I have a bit of a grievance with, but certainly not him. I think uh, the the fan backlash that he's had, and he is getting some backlash as well, Tom, from Leicester fans on right. Twitter, especially, which is we know is a bit of a cesspit at times. But and um, he he'd said after the Southampton game, look, we play like that and we'll be fine. We just lost to the bottom of the league one nil. That might have been a little bit wider the mark. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it, it's one of them where. If you're getting all, all this response from from fans, I suppose, does it look as bad if you don't say anything? Um, so, you know, you've got to kind of try and get morale up, but you're never going to in that situation when when you when you lose to the bottom of the league. So, yeah, yeah I can understand it being a tricky situation for him in, in, in that sense. Well, he's captain. He's got to keep the morale up in with the players. So stuff yeah. with fans, in my view. And... Let's be honest, any other day we would have won that game. It's not good enough because it's Southampton, but we should have won that game. I um, just really don't want us to come away from the next three games saying the same thing that yeah. no, we'll be we should have, should have won that. them because the next three are going to be absolutely huge, aren't they? Yeah, uh, definitely not winning one of them. <laughs> well, you, you said that earlier in the season, Baz. Oh, it's a different kettle of fish now, my man. You reckon? Yeah. But okay. and I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I think, we like uh, a challenge. We're pretty good just now. <laughs> yeah, things are going well for you guys. 3-0 win over uh, Bournemouth, wasn't it? It's quite handy. Have you got one of our relegation rivals next game as well? No, Chelsea. No, it's us. Oh, yeah, they're pretty much relegation rivals, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. So, you, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit so as law. They're not hopefully, I'm hoping I'm not jumping the gun for the show, but it's so as law you're getting a team that's going to have a bit of a bounce in the next game. Like yeah. it's, just, it's just typical, and it like you can see Hodgson coming in most likely and getting like a one 0 or something shit like that, can you? Well, their fans really don't want Hodgson, do they? That's the that's the the sort of long and short. I think that they've lost their mind a little bit because I think Vieira still was fairly well thought of it at Palace, and to get rid of him and bring Hodgson back, who's about one hundred and four now, might be seen as a they're, they're, they're shit though. They play shit. Yeah, like, I, I'm I'm not. 
Like I've got them surviving, but like I, I just when you were talking there, I was looking again at their fixtures and going, I see they could lose all of them, no bother, yeah. depending on who the manager is. Who who have you got going down just out of interest? Uh, when I was predicting, I had Forest bottom. Yeah, Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth, <laughs> Bournemouth second bottom, and then I had Leeds on goal difference. Yeah, well, Leeds had a massive win though, didn't they, on, on Saturday yeah. against Wolves? Uh, so lot, I, speak to, I speak to a lot of Wolves fans uh, in a week, and they're worried. They're really, really worried. So I think we've got a game in hand on them. Our game in hand is obviously against yourselves. So as far as you're concerned, that's zero points, and maybe for us, it's potentially going to be three. But um, you know, they're, they're as, as banging trouble as all nine teams. You could make an argument for yeah. for them to go down, couldn't you? Yeah, it is. It's it's it I I put I put leads to go down, but I think I've totally got that wrong. I'm just going. To, I've just looked at the fixtures and went one point two point or one point three point. But in actual fact, their their running isn't that bad. West Ham's a weird one because they're still they're still in European football. Yeah, and they and they and they've got a couple of the big guns as well. Like I'm, I'm writing them off, and maybe I shouldn't. Well, it's going to be an interesting seven or eight weeks anyway, no matter what. 11 games yeah. to go, 17th in the league. My question to you, Steve, is should Brendan Rodgers still be the manager of the club? And if not, where do we go from now? Um, well, based on Crystal Palace, we could always bring Ranieri back for the last few games. Um <laughs> <laughs> the most successful manager we've ever had won the league. I'd, I'd um, a dream the other night that um, we brought Nigel Pearson back and I met him and I was with Aaron at the time and Aaron was fuming with him and I went up and had my, I went up and had my photo took with him but my, but my phone wouldn't work and he was getting really angry with me Nigel Pearson was and I got a bit scared that was my little that's a little uh, image into my mind there for you see all these teams right so like all of them, well, who's we got with us? Ever, Everton aren't going to change managers. Probably Wolves aren't. Leeds probably aren't. But the rest could. And Ralph Hasenhutl's up for grabs. Like, is he someone that could spark, could spark a club in the life in the last 10 games? I'm Just to sure. keep them up? I'm not sure. And the other thing, Barry, that the players still sing behind Rogers and want him to stay. Yeah, you can see that it's for like sure. The fans yeah. don't. I would say more than half the fans don't. Um, the players do, and sometimes you won't get the bounce if you take away a coach that they all like and respect, and bring in someone they don't. With so few games to go to, for them to get their point across and build the trust and relationship. So, if they were really sick and tired of him, any manager coming in would give you a bit of a bounce. I think, but they're not there. So yeah. he's very lucky to still have his job, is what I'd say. Um, and now we've gone this far, I think we may as well stick with him, uh, is where I'm at. Even yeah. though he might be extremely lucky to still be in a job, that's where I'm at at the minute. I don't think he's necessarily the problem, though, man. I, I, like, I, think, I think the players need to step up. The, it's, it's like everyone's saying, oh, West Ham aren't going to go down because the players are too good. You could say that about Leicester, no bother. Yeah. The players are just not performing. Hmm. Yeah, you. Well, I think that. I think you put that as a uh, a Leicester opinion that'd have the knife drawn at you, wasn't it, Barry? Is that am I right in saying that? Well, why, why would you think that? No, about uh, Brendan Rodgers not being the problem because I would say no, well, no, no, yeah, no. I, I'm being hypocritical there. To be fair, I think yeah, if you keep doing the same, you're not going to have any different results. But at the same time, like. 
the player, the players know how to play the formation. The players know how to play the game. I like it's that you still, you still for me look like you could smash teams quite easily. Like you had chances on the weekend. Like Daka, Daka is literally, I think, a couple of decibels of confidence being a top striker for me. He just can't get it in. Like it's just a nightmare for him just now. I think next season you can see a different Daka. Um, it's, it's a worry though, isn't it? 20, 27 games and we don't know who the best striker is. We don't know who the best goalkeeper is. We're not sure on our centre-back pairing or on he, the he, field He's pair. the best striker. He's the best striker for the one up top for me. I think Vardy's done. Well, none of, none, of, none of them are good enough. That's the problem, Barry. I mean, yeah, Vardy's maybe. got one league goal. Daka's got about three or four. Uh, Ian Acho's got about two or three. And we've always played with at least one of them. Yeah, another one coming on. And that's all season. And that's all they've scored. If it wasn't for the goals from Madison and Barnes, we'd be in real trouble. And, and the only way I, I would say Rogers is at folks, right? Because I think... A lot is a lot of it is the players are playing below the level they should. They seem to have lost their confidence, but surely he's contributed to that mm-hmm. by slagging off the squad right at the beginning of the season and various points in the season, making it clear that our team wasn't our squad wasn't good enough, right? And the players weren't good enough. That how does that help a team that's low on confidence? So he's got to take some share of the blame for me. And he's made that team not as strong in terms of his signings. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's a strange one for me. Tom, how do we how do we get through these last eleven games as a as a unit together between the fans and the the players and the and the, the coaching team? It's ever so difficult, isn't it? Because we, we know what morale's like down the KP. Um it's it's so difficult. I mean as, as you guys have just said, you know, we, we've kind of started this season in, in a bit of a mess with the whole squad. Um, you know, players leaving at the last minute and and all these rumours flying around of so-and-so going wherever, you know, Tillemans and all, all the rest of it. Um, <sighs> I don't know what, I don't know what the, the best answer is for you here, Mark, because... I, I, I think we're stuck with him now, whether you want we are, him or Yeah, not. well, yeah, we are Don't absolutely stuck not. where... You know, with what we've got, there's there's no there's no point um, arguing or moaning about it. Now we know what players are, are there. Um, we've we've just got to get them in the right positions, and it's it's ever so difficult when you've brought in players like Tete, who perhaps haven't hit the ground running. Um, kind, yeah. <laughs> but others, you know, others are doing all right. Suter, you know, he, he has filled a bit of a void that absolutely needed filling this season. Um, and Christensen when he was fit as well. Christensen was brilliant, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there were two strong defenders that came in and really put the stamp on the back four. Um, so, you know, there is progress in areas. It's just, we're not where we want to be at all. So, <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult. And... Uh, the- and as a fan, it's yeah, it's, it's really hard to see where we're going to go over these next few games. And I absolutely think we're in a in a scrap at the end of this. Um, Are we staying up, Tom? I've put that question out on our social media channels today. Um, I'll give you a bit of an update on that in a second. But over to yourself, though. Are, are we going to stay up? I think it's going to be extremely tough. But I, I yeah, I, I think we'll get seventeen. Um, so. 
On Facebook, we've got 61% saying we're staying up. They're the, the older and uh, more sort of genial crowd, I think. So on uh, on Twitter, it's 46% of us of them saying that we're going to stay up and 54% say we're going to get relegated. So we are very much in toss of a coin territory at the minute. Yeah. What, what I don't buy is, you know, so many pundits and fans give it all this, you know, your players are too good for you to go down. I just don't believe that. I don't no. believe that's a factor. Well, um, I think classically a good team are going to go down this season, aren't they? So yeah. someone that you'd look at and say, well, they should be, you know, Barry mentioned West Ham, Wolves, mm-hmm. Leeds, someone like that is going to going to go. And I hope we're not part of that. Yeah, Everton could get dragged. Yeah, ah, well, Forest, have see lost it, Forest have lost their home form, and they? I don't see Everton getting dragged now. They've got Stoichen. Yeah. That that was yeah. the one for me this season. They would have absolutely altered the style and everything else. But I said it at the time, I would have taken Sean Dyche at the time because you, you know what you're going to get from him. You're going to get 11 players that are going to run through a brick wall to keep the ball out. I think, I, I think I, the, I, the, the, the one for me for Leicester is um, even if you stay up, um, what, like what happens next? I think um, like, like realistically Madison is going to go. Yeah, and then does that does that mean like an exodus of the players who want to try and go up a level, like like because 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 it's been such a tough season. I don't know if Leicester have that same um, negotiation power that they do for selling players anymore. I don't know if that will be there, and you could you could see a few go, which would be an absolute travesty. It will be Barry. I mean because. You know, obviously Tielemans is going to go. I expect Madison to go because I don't expect him to sign a contract because Tielemans is showing the way, right? Don't yeah. sign a contract. You go for free. You get bigger signing-on bonuses, bigger wages because, you know, the company, uh, the the uh, team buying you doesn't have to pay any transfer fees and agents fees to the same degree. And I think Madison won't sign a contract and therefore we've got no choice but to sell him and it might happen with people like Castagna that we want to keep as well because there are clubs interested in him and, you know, we're going, we're going to lose Tillemans and Sionchu for free. So um, there's going to be big changes in the squad. I I, I think it, it is going that, to be a rebuild. Like what Mark, Mark said there, I think Deitch would have been the perfect guy because even with mass exodus, he would still stabilise the ship. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know. I like, I don't know. Like Brendan will go in the summer, of course he will. Like it, it, you just can't suffer another season with that. Like you see, it, comes in. Do you, I, I can see it being a mutual decision in the summer. Both yeah. both sides going well. I think now's the time to walk away from it. But if it's down in the championship, he's he really will have gone from hero to zero. What do you make to him saying, uh, Tom? I'll start with you on on this one about him saying that if he keeps Leicester in the Premier League, it'll be the greatest achievement of his managerial career. It's a bit of an embarrassment, really, isn't it? He's he's kind of just clinging on to, I don't know, if there's a way for him to make himself look good, that's it, I suppose, um, because he hasn't really got fans on side now, has he? And, um, I mean, that's it's stupid, really, after an FA Cup win, isn't it? Well, it's, it's a crazy statement, isn't it, Steve? <laughs> what did you think when you heard that, Steve? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, poor old Brendan wanting a bit more sympathy about how hard his lot is, to be honest. Uh, it's all me, me, me. It's a bit of him 
I don't like at all, whether he's a good coach or not. I mean, how's that helping the confidence of the team? You know, to keep you rabble up would be my biggest ever achievement. Better than winning the FA shit. Cup. <laughs> yeah, better than winning the FA Cup. Better than two fifth place finishes. You know, uh, better than runners up with Liverpool. This would be my pinnacle. I mean, what a load of bullshit. Better than everything with Celtic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's understandable. I mean, that is... (laughs) It's in Pot League. No offence, Buzz. (laughs) None taken. (laughs) Can you believe, Barry, that we're sitting here having this conversation about the reality of relegation? We've been doing the show two and a bit years now. Uh, Top five finishes, should have been top four finishes, FA Cup wins, regularly at the top table of English football over those years. Can you believe how fast we've fallen? Well... I can, because we, we kind of done it without your trophies. Like we did it about 10 years. Martin O'Neill ran us into the ground, and Rogers is kind of doing something similar. And O'Neill left in the same type of circumstances, cocky as fuck, saying that, he was, that he's done everything he can, fell out with the owners, all that. He spent a fortune on players that were garbage, didn't bring us forward, consistent top six, but never breaking the Champions League. And then we were in tatters for a decade absolute decade to recover almost went into administration so there's, like, there's similarities there except we can win the league and you won the FA Cup and actually still have a decent side at the end of it so like yeah it's, it is, it's a weird not falling from grace I think it's just a, um, it's just not it's not striking where the iron's hot I think with Leicester I think and a bit of a bit, a bit of unluckiness as well, like getting top fives and and missing out last couple of games. That's just bad luck, and you could be, and I think you can put that down to luck. Yeah, if you look over it's, the course of wide, the season, it's wider than the manager and the coaching team, though, because you've got to look at the recruitment teams that have been at work, right from yeah. winning the league and spending so much money on Slimani and Musa and Gokan Inla and, and Hernandez. Yeah, Hernandez, a load of players that did nothing. And, you know, we've had one or two gems like Wesley Fofana and whatever. But, um, you know, we've had a a lot of dross come through the doors with the the, the previous regime and with um, Brendan's old buddy from Celtic. He signed a load of rubbish as well. Um, And so we, we have, for a club that doesn't have a lot of funds, we've pissed a lot of it up the wall. You just look at Brighton there, don't you? Yeah. Look at something like Brighton, what they've done with their recruitment. Is it Matoma, two and a half million quid? Yeah. That's an absolute steal. They're, and they're going in exactly the right place. They've got the sort of footing now that we should have probably had. Yeah. But, but me, I think, I, think, I think that's freaks as well. Do you know, like, that just doesn't happen that often. Like, you could look at Brentford the same, but then compare yourselves to Spurs, who have nestled in the European competitions and wasted tons of money as well just because they're in Europe. I think there's, there's loads of clubs that have sort of succumbed to it. I, I don't think it's... There, there isn't really a business plan behind it. It's just, oh, we got to Europe, we need to spend money. We need to pluck out a name that's big from a European or international tournament, put them in the squad somehow. It's, it's just a horrible conveyor belt that only the big clubs get away with because they can keep doing it when they make an error. Yeah. It's just, unfortunately, but Leicester... Villa Spurs to an extent they're just they're just not that upper excellence of team and it just happens all the time unfortunately well 92.5 million pound loss over the course of last season would suggest that 
we definitely can't afford to to keep doing that. It's a huge loss for a club like yeah. ours to sort of take on. Um, Tom, what would your not your message as such, but what would you say to the fans now to to all be on that same page? I know I I was there singing "We Want Rogers Out" with the best of them at the uh, the Chelsea game because it felt like there was still a point at that stage. I'm not sure there is now, but there was reports on Saturday and a bit of blue on blue in the stands in terms of banners getting unfurled and the person get that unfurled the Rogers Out banner getting assaulted and spat at Jesus by some of the Christ. other fans. What what would you say to the fans now if you had a message to get everyone back on track? Well, I mean, you, you're there for a reason and it's to support the team, isn't it? It's, you know, I can understand, I can understand a bit of, um, annoyance from the fans, but I mean, come on, we're all on the same page. I mean, we've we've had people around us shouting at each other, haven't we, about certain players? But <laughs> it's not down yeah, to one player. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, it's, yeah, it's it's tough because every time we go down there, we don't we don't know what to expect now. Um, Whereas we, we did have... You do at the King Power, uh, Tom, sadly. Well, I mean, I would, say, I would say watching the game um, at the weekend, the fans were brilliant, to be honest. They were, uh, even when we went 1-0 down, you could still hear them supporting the team. That's and cool. we just don't get enough of that at the King Power. We have too many fans that come down that, that think just we're Leicester now and we've won the league and we deserve to be there all the time. And... and I'm sure some of them that are pissed off have been supporting Leicester for 50 years, but I would expect there to be more patience and more, well, let's start off by supporting them. And if they let us down, we'll let them know at half-time or full-time, but we've got to get behind them. We've yeah. got no other option now, have we? But Rogers isn't going to go. Anyone that thinks he's going to go between now and the end of the season needs a lobotomy, right? It's pretty clear he isn't going to go. So let's get behind the club, right? Because that... That's the only way it's going to help the players if we get behind them. And I think the fans did at Brentford, but that's always the case away from home, um, unless it's really abysmal and at the end you'll get some shit. But the fans are always up for supporting them away, as you know. You've you've been to enough away games. It's just at home. It's it's uh, not a good think, atmosphere, is it? I think we need to harness the spirit of the great escape season now, don't we? It's yeah. almost like a season within a season. Uh, and as Barry said earlier, the, the games are against those sides around us. It's gonna, we, we can make a difference. What we've got to stop doing, Barry, is conceding the first goal. That's ten games in a row now we've conceded the first goal. That is a crazy start, isn't it? It's horrific. Yeah, it's horrific. Like clean sheets, sheets for me. Clean sheets, clean sheets for me. <laughs> when you, when you games, I think um, less, less have got enough quality up top to get the goals. Just in the sort up at the back. And I, I just had a glance at the fixtures. Like, so the last, what, the remaining ten games, six year games against these teams that are down with you. Like, even with half of them, that, that keeps you up. I think. Yeah, I think it's, so. It's, it's I, that. It's I that. It's that close. No, nah, well, when I calculated it, the bottom, the bottom two are twenty eight, and then third bottom is thirty two, fourth bottom is thirty two, fifth bottom is thirty two. And it's cool. I love how you've got Forest not winning another game all season. That is uh, yeah, two, two draws. Two draws I've given them. <laughs> Bit of them as I get in <laughs> Obviously rubbed off on your Barry somehow. Yeah. yeah. Nice one. Oh, they are, they are absolutely immense though, aren't they? They're immense. They're horrible to watch. Well, they've lost their home form now as well, haven't they? And that was what yeah. was keeping them up, really. Um, so, yeah, they, they are. And the fact we're below a side like that is, is 
worrying in itself. 17th at the moment. I'm going to come to you first, Steve, for this question. Um, Barry, this doesn't really apply to you, but if I said to you, I'm going to offer you 17th place now, but it only gets guaranteed in the last minute of the game, the last game of the season against West Ham. <laughs> Are you going to take it? Uh, guaranteed, yes. Um because I'm not going to be sweating so much, no matter what the results are, <laughs> right up to the last minute of the last game. Um, yeah, look, survival. We don't want to be doing this podcast as a as a championship club, do we, next year? No. So, uh, this, it's I great football, though. Is next year 10 years, I think. If we, if we survive, it'll be 10 years in the Premier League, by far our longest run. And our longest run ever in the top division has been 12 years, I think. So... I'd like to beat that record. So I think, you know, as a club, we, we have to do everything we can to stay up this year. Tom, same question to you. Is, is your We're not at that last game either. So is your heart going <laughs> to put up with that? Damn it. <laughs> yeah, we're not at that last game. Um, yeah, I mean, to guarantee survival, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely taking that, mate. Fair play. Two-week break now. International break. Not sure if it's come at a good or a bad time for us, Barry. What do, you, what do you think? Is it a good chance to regroup? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's a great time for you. I don't know how many guys you've got going away on international football right enough, but um... well, Madison's gone off with England, doesn't he? Oh, has he? Did he get selected? Did he? Yeah, yeah. he's been selected. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think England it, fans on now. It's, it is a good chance. It is a good chance to recoup. I think, especially like taking my Villa hat off the first three games are huge for you you could you could absolutely punish a shit palace you should be beating Bournemouth if you get a point against us that's decent that, 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 that'd be five if not seven points at your first three that, that'd be a good return coming back after the international I've earmarked seven points from those three that, yeah. that'd really pull us away from danger wouldn't it if, we, yeah. if you could suddenly and we're, Leicester are streaky they do go through streaks of winning games and they have done the season. We've scored four goals on four separate occasions this season. We've yeah, battered yeah. points. That is, it's That's just madness crazy. that we're down there, Steve. Yeah, it is madness. And you know, how, how can we get all those clean sheets and 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 play so well at the back and then it all go to pot after the World Cup? How can we you know blast Spurs with four and it could have been more, right? Uh, and then play so abysmally afterwards. Um, it doesn't make any sense at the moment. Um, and and even in some of those games, the Spurs game, we were one down, but maybe yeah. the fact we came and back Villa. quickly, and Villa, but maybe the fact we came back quickly is what gave them the confidence. Um, yeah, it's, it's really difficult to predict what we're going to get from them at the moment, but at least I saw the effort against Brentford. And I think, no matter what happens over the last few games, if we see the effort from the players, even though the confidence might be a little bit low, then we can't complain. Uh, but we need to be more clinical at the back and up front, for sure. Um, and it's about time one of the strikers started to go on a run. Yeah. Well, Dakar, of course, got the golden ear at Chelsea and then didn't really get much of a sniff last last game. I just wonder, Tom, uh, with the break coming up, looks like Brendan Rodgers is sort of sent Tagliasi Unchu back to Turkey uh, to go and set out some of the remainder of his contract there. Vestergaard's training alone. Is there a bit of siege mentality now likely to kick in? Wow. 
It's, it's bloody well got to, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's... He's almost saying, isn't he, look, if you're not going to be part of this yeah. team, you're not going to be part of this squad at the minute. Got yeah, it's strange behaviour though, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think it is, Tom. Do you know? I mean, if you read what he's saying about Sionchu, is he can't be asked in training, right? And if he can't be asked in training, because he expected to go away in January and he didn't, um, and he's not really put the effort in, he's not going to be ready for a game if you stick him in. You can't change your mindset that quickly. Got you. So I think. Although Sianchu's a really good player, and remember how well he played, he made the the Premier League team of the season, I think, in his second yeah, season for us. Um, if he's got that attitude, then I think Rogers is right. To be honest, that's a fair point. Anything further to add? <laughs> well, everyone's having a go because Big Dan's made some mistakes, right? And and Johnny's injured permanently. Um, if it yeah, wasn't right. that, no one would be missing Sionchu, I can tell you. Right? I agree. I agree. <laughs> Johnny Evans came in the 90th minute in the last game and somehow managed to get himself injured. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously. Oh, no. The guy, the guy, is, the guy is, is finished, isn't he, at this level, I think. He's, he's yeah. not going to yeah. return to that. Not, not in the capacity he was before. So I think we have to hang certain hopes on... Um, Suter in uh, in fast, but also Wilfred and Didi coming back to form. If he can come back to form on a more regular basis, that would be huge, Barry, wouldn't it, for Leicester? It'd be it'd be massive. He has been the biggest um, disappointment for Leicester this season for sure. It's, it's he's been a and it's not it's not like he's been bad. He's been appalling in a lot of games. Yeah, um, and 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 be and, and Brendan's continued with him when he should have been taken out of the fire line in early parts of the season. I hope it's not a one-off, but you're right, because he he's, he's never going to be world-class. He's never going to be elite, but he's probably he has the possibility and the, the skill set to be next level down for that. And if he could just bring that for the last few games, that's like that's enough. That's enough to keep you up. A good defensive midfielder, for sure. Yeah. So hopefully, whatever happened... Because he was good against Brentford. Whatever, whatever made that happen, hopefully that continues for you. And hopefully, hopefully, Steve, or maybe it's a situation where we go with a, a double defensive p- pivot and bring Mendy back in as well, because he really hasn't done anything wrong, has he? And he's still getting left out of games. Yeah, I mean, I might. it's difficult to say bring him in for, let's say, KDH, who still does a load of good stuff and then gives the ball away too much. But... Um, He's not the same player, but I think indeed he's been brought in because he, he from set pieces and everything else, we're much more secure with yeah. him and Suter uh, uh, and whoever else is playing at the back, Fass or, or um, Big Dan, than we are if we have little Mendy playing there. He can't really, it's not really going to help us defend set pieces. And you can bet with a lot of teams at the bottom, we're going to have a lot of balls pumped into the box and, we're, as long as he's playing all right, we'll see more of Ndidi. And that's a, lo- a little unfair on Mendy. But also if Mendy's saying he's not going to sign a contract uh, or we're not going to offer him a contract, then you've got to bear that in mind as well. There's so many ifs, buts and maybes at the moment, isn't there, as far as the club's concerned? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a thriller ride being a, a thriller ride, a thriller minute being a Leicester City fan. I was mixing my <laughs> metaphors a little bit there. 
Um, and you never know what you're going to get next. We just don't get boring seasons, do we, Tom? We seem to either be up there, down there, or or doing something. We're always aiming for something, yeah. Yeah, we've not aiming, had Not aiming for relegation, though. <laughs> um, Yuri Tillemans and Christensen likely to be fit, hopefully, uh, after this international break as well. What difference will they make? Well, Yuri gives us something different going forward, doesn't he? I mean, we've missed... I mean, Madison did a great ball for Barnes, but he sits deeper and picks off those forward passes and gets that transition into attack a lot, a lot quicker, where we seem laboured sometimes. I mean, the ball will go to KDH or Ndidi, and they want to look backwards first rather than forward. So I think if Tielemans is playing well and if he's up for it, um, then he gives us that edge and... and Christiansen, as long as he's he's fit again, should go straight back into left back. And then if we need to rotate Ricardo and Castagna at right back or even play one of them further forward, if Tete isn't doing it, then we can do. Because I, I think they had some of their best games that they've had. They've been struggled, they've struggled back from injury, Castagna and Pereira, but they both look pretty decent, particularly Ricardo at Brentford, I thought. Yeah, I would agree. Barry, we spoke earlier about uh, Crystal Palace and their manager situation. What do you think we can expect from them uh, for, for their next game? Do you think it will be a real battle for us? No, I don't. I think um, they they were awful. We played them recently. They were awful. Like there, there was no high press. There were no. Um, they were basically resorted to like amateur football. It was kind of stuck you in and then over the top, just because they've got a decent front line. But the midfield were poor. The defense can get can get had, but especially by your guys, like arguably, creative wise, you, you might have better players. Um, and if they can get on, on song, then they'll rip them apart. I think. And I I only see a Leicester win to be honest, unless some miraculous new manager comes in over this international break and sparks them into life. But realistically, they do only have one decent player. Like. So, if Zaha's not ticking, then they're not ticking. Like um, Eloise and what's the other one? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, e- 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 easy, easy, yeah, easy. Yeah. Easy. They're yeah. like they're they're decent, but like they're not in, they're not involved enough. Um, and that Dakuri uh, is an absolute weapon. Like he is just a red card every game. I, I just don't, I just don't see. It. I just don't. I don't. I can't see how they'll beat you. I can't see it. That is a huge amount of confidence <laughs> to have in us. Bear in mind, oh, no, we've picked up the same amount of points as they have since uh, the World Cup. No, they're, they're, they're pit, they are pitiful. Like it, it, like they, they're an awful, awful team. Like, like I've got them surviving, but only because they're playing shite teams. It, it's not it's not for anything other than they're, play, they, they're playing. I think they've got both Forest, Wolves and Bournemouth. They're surely getting six out of that. So that kind yeah, of keeps them up. So. Yeah. You'd think so. Yeah, they benefit from their early season form, haven't they? they? Yeah, for sure. They, they always do. They always do that. They always start well. They continually slid down from uh, from probably about October onwards. So, bit of a bit of a battle at the uh, Selhurst Park. Tom, what's your predictions for the game? Score predictions. Yeah. Well, how do you think it's going to go? What's the score going to be? Wow. Um, it's a tough one because I sort of disagree with Barry I think they are you know they've got players that are good attackers but obviously they've they've not been putting the shots on the board um, which is where they've been failing 
Well, they've um, not had a shot on target in three Premier yeah, League games. Exactly. So that, yeah, they're the first yeah. Premier League team ever to do that, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's an unbelievable stat, but it's, it's stuff like that that then gets broken, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, fingers crossed we, we do get Christensen back back on the pitch and that will give uh, Harvey Barnes a bit more room to, to play forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think we will win. I think we'll win two one. But um, yeah, not not as easy as it looks on paper. I don't think. Well, nothing looks easy on paper, <laughs> minute, does it? Well, no, the, I think it's day. one of those games where you win that. The two home games that you've got, then you're looking at thinking that they are more more winnable. Yeah. Certainly, the Bournemouth one. Villa is going to be a tough game. They're a good side, and um, but it's it's going to be going to be difficult to to pick nine points up. But if you can get that first three, then the whole outlook changes a little bit. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I, I think, um, look, against the teams that are down there with us, despite the fact we failed to do this lately, we need to score first because I think, you know, I can see us scoring first at Palace and then putting a bit of pressure on us and us winning 2-0 with a goal on the break. That's what I can see because they aren't see. great up front. And uh, and we have got pace up front with Barnes, Dacca, Vardy, whoever, and I can see us doing that. Um, and but teams like Bournemouth, you know, if you let them get an edge on you, they grow in confidence. They can be difficult. You go one nil up against Bournemouth, and then get a second one, and I think it's difficult for them to come back. So we've got to start reversing this. Let's concede the first goal thing against the teams that are around us. Let's go out with a bit of confidence and and knock their confidence. That's I think that's going to be essential. You're going two 0 Steve. Are we going to get relegated this season? I don't know. I hope not. I, I, I don't, don't think know. so. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, you don't know what Leicester's going to turn up this season. It's really difficult. Um, we could get relegated. All nine teams could get relegated. None of them have the right to sit there and say, oh, no, it won't happen to us. All nine sure. could go down. And so it could happen to us. I don't feel it will. But that's just a good feel rather than <laughs> any science or anything else, because who knows? Well, when we uh, touch base again in a couple of weeks' time, well, I'll ask the same question again then. Hopefully it'll be laughed at because we'll be so far away from the drop zone then, Tom. That, uh, that you know, it would be a, be a crazy enough question. But what does your gut tell you at the minute? Are Leicester going to stay up the season? Yes, yes, we are, mate. We are going to stay up. But as as you you know, as as uh, Steve's discussed earlier, it's what is then left of of the squad and the uh, the ownership, management, yeah. etc. So well, yeah, it's, we'll um, cover that at the end of the season, won't we? When uh, there's, when we get yeah, to there's, there's, there's a four game period. I've I've circled them on my wee list. You've got Wolves, Leeds, Everton, and Fulham. But that's that's where it's made or broken. I think because I think like realistically, you should be beating Palace. I, I'm not being a dick here. You're not going to beat us. You'll beat. I think you'll beat Bournemouth. Man City could destroy the confidence depending on how they're doing in Europe. Haaland's going to get about eight that day. I know, and then you've got and then you've got Wolves, Leeds, Everton, Fulham, all very winnable, or at least at least not lose them. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the point. I think that's that's where you'll you'll know if you're if you're genuinely going to go down. It's a key point as well, isn't it? To to lose those games and give that other team three points is absolutely. It's, it's a six. They are six pointers, aren't they? 
Yeah, we can't afford to lose any of those, I don't think. Yeah. It could it could go at West Ham though. It could go at the last game. That could easily happen. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Which is terrifying. Well. Which is terrifying. I'll be traveling, down to, traveling down to Gatwick in the car with some air defenders on, trying not to listen in on the game if that's the, the case. It'd be an absolute nightmare. Chaps, we've we've done our hour. We're we're pretty much there. It's been great to have a chat about football again. Um thank you. Baz, have you got anything exciting coming up this week? Um, Scotland play Cyprus, <laughs> so a <laughs> <laughs> game you I'll might watch win. that. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, nothing, nothing, mate. Work, work in football as much just as just the one game we've got. Is it? We got. Uh, well, this is that's the first of the. What is this? The Euro qualifiers now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cyprus. And then we got then we got Spain. So we'll see oh, how that goes. Okay. Yeah, we'll see luck. how that goes. Good luck. <laughs> Tom, you'll be watching England against Italy and Ukraine? I suppose I will. P- perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it some of my time. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see if uh, if Madders touches a blade of grass. Well, three's dropped out of the squad <laughs> today and they're not called anyone up. So hopefully he's got more of a bit more of a chance this time around. Anything exciting happening for you this week? No. <laughs> All right, Steve. <laughs> what Steve said. Yeah. Chaps, thanks so much for your time tonight. But that's it. That's another episode of It's Eleven. It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy. And we'll join you again next time. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.